Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Hey guys, welcome to episode 22, day 22, the sixth call is here, welcome to Come Get Some, I'm Chris C, Miami Six Man on your Twitter feed, you can also follow on CGS here on Twitter, and you can email CGS here at gmail.com, and you can go to the CGS, well, it's a comeandgetsome.com website, and get all this information. Um, Wow, a lot to get to, not enough time to get to it, but uh, today I have Aaron Weinbaum on the show. He is the host of podcast Aaron Says What. He's an up-and-coming podcaster doing great things. He's very enthusiastic about USC. If you're not into USC, you probably will still enjoy this conversation because it's kind of like a ins and outs of it and kind of shows you uh, different sides of it. Before we get into that, real quick, I want to get out of the way. Um, uh, a friend of mine uh, – He's called me many things. I call him family. Uh, Pat Webb from Dead X Radio is uh, getting some tests run. We don't know exactly what's going on with him, and if we did, I probably wouldn't be my place to talk about it. But I just wish him the best and all your positive energy and thoughts uh, to Pat Webb, if you could. Uh, in the meantime, I want to address the 65-pound family dog in the room. Um, I caught some Pokemon last week. Yeah, caught some Pokemon. And uh, the doctor ran some tests on me and said, I'm, I'm going to be just fine. Uh, I'm over it now. Anyway, uh, uh, last uh, night, the ESPYs played. Uh, uh, the, it's the award show ESPN puts on for sports and athletes. Uh, a lot of celebrity fanfare, a lot of sports legend fanfare. And opening the show was Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James. Uh, they gave a pretty pretty good speech. If you haven't heard it, you should. It was capped off by this message by LeBron James. I'm going to play for you right now. You should uh, listen up and hear this if you could. We all feel helpless and frustrated by the violence. We do. That's not acceptable. It's time to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, what are we doing to create change? It's not about being a role model. It's not about our responsibility to the tradition of activism. I know tonight we'll honor Muhammad Ali, the GOAT. But to do his legacy any justice, let's use this moment as a call to action for all professional athletes to educate ourselves, explore these issues, speak up, use our influence, and renounce all violence. And most importantly, go back to our community, invest our time, our resources, help rebuild them, help strengthen them, help change them. We all have to do better. Thank you. That was a heck of a message. Uh, that was the end of the message. The whole message was pretty solid all the way through. Um, that message was out to all his fellow athletes, athletes everywhere from every sport, every athlete to do that. 
Um, now we, uh, as citizens, all the rest of us in the world, you know, uh, podcasters, uh, lawyers, doctors, whatever you're doing for a living, uh, we all have to do our part. Um, just to expand, expand upon what he said there. Um, we don't all have the same resources and the same uh, notoriety as athletes do and celebrities do, but we all have the ability and uh, the responsibility really to, to do better. So uh, take that message that he gave to – and that challenge that he gave to uh, athletes everywhere and apply it to yourselves. I, I challenge you uh, the, same, uh, the same, no matter who you are. Uh, we have a lot of fixing to do. I've been myself in conversation with people with the whole black lives matter versus all lives matter. It's the wrong argument. It's a distraction like everything else. Um, a lot of times, see, they're on the same side of the argument, just – semantics so it's it's silly in the end uh just be better people and uh and and move on and uh, do your part and as long as you're doing right by yourself and others then you're doing right and you can't be wrong in the meantime uh off of that subject the family dog i was addressing is actually the family pet of the wine moms i just got word just saw on facebook uh that late last night that their family pet chock chock had passed away um it's not a joke. It's it's you know it's a shame. Uh, I can tell you, I have a family dog that's a rescue pet, and uh, the, the the pet's part of the family. The dog's part of the family. So uh, my condolences and best wishes, and and hope uh, the sadness passes soon for the wine bombs. Speaking of the wine bombs, it's time. Let's hear my conversation with Aaron, and uh, hope you enjoy. It's part one of Aaron Weinbaum from Aaron Says What. All right, today I have a friend and fellow podcaster from the hashtag world, social media world. Uh, he has um, really ramped up his podcast. It's become a real quality show over there at Aaron Says What. Uh, please welcome to the show, Aaron Weinbaum. Hi, Aaron. Hey. So wait, so you tell me it was it was a crap show before and now it's quality or... or... Oh wow! So you're, you're you're recapping what we talked about on your show? Okay, no. Um, well, you, you just said it. Though. Well, no, and, and I, I kind of said it on your show, and I feel like it came off wrong because <laughs> I, I did state that your show was like you're just having some fun in the beginning, those hashtags and talking about your family and talking about USC, and, and that you really turned it around and made it a real a real quality show. It wasn't not a quality show before because I was listening to it. So obviously right, there was yeah. something redeemable about it. It just once you started taking it seriously, it just showed as all I was trying to say. It was supposed to be a compliment more than a uh, detriment to what you've done in the past. Well, we good. I'm just giving you trouble, bud. Well, I, I know that's your way, and that's cool. Um, gosh, man, have you heard anything decent in the news lately? Uh, nothing good, no. No, man. I'll tell you what. It, it's really difficult, and, and I don't want to make this this conversation about about what's happening in the news. But but just real quick to touch on it, it it's hard for two white guys to sit and talk about this. Uh, uh, yeah. But but I want to know how how just just generally just just briefly how are you feeling about all this? I mean, uh, I didn't know we were gonna go there, but I mean, I didn't mean to. <laughs> People just need to stop shooting people. I, I don't know what else to say. You know, we can get into guns control. We can get into this. We can right. get into that. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, people hurting people is its stupid no matter what your politics are. Yeah, I think you get to the point, too, where there have been some unjust murders by police. And when when you get together and go, let's kill the police, and then the police get yeah. tougher, and, and then you have just violence on the streets. Before you know it, we're living in Mad Max Thunderdome. And I don't think anybody wants to live in that world. So, 
hopefully we can no, level that out. All right. No, I don't. Sorry if there's some noise. I'm outside. I had to take this outside. But... Oh, that's fine. No one would have known. Uh, but now we do. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you started out, um, when, did, when did you start podcasting? I want to say it's just a little bit over two years ago, and I, I uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't even know really know why I did it. I'm like, I, you know, I, I like podcasts. Um, I listen, you know, I listen to a few here and there. I'm like, well, shit, I can do this. You know, I just talk about my family or whatever pops up. And it is what it is. It's like it's like therapy without the therapist. You know, you get to vent, <laughs> you get to talk, and you get a few people out there that acknowledge you that, uh, you know, may not normally. So. All right. Well, are you doing it for the acknowledgement? Why, why, why do you do it? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a needy person. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, but, no, I, I mean, I just feel like I have something to say. And, uh, you know, clearly I, I have met some people that re- relate to me along the way. And, it's, you know, it's fun. I, I don't know. It's, it's just a challenge to get one out there, to edit it, make it sound good, you know, and I, and I like the feedback. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Do you, do you enjoy uh, hearing people talk about how much it makes them feel to hear your show, how much they enjoy your show? Oh, of course it does. Uh, you know, I, I, I had one, I, you know, I've never talked about this before. But I had, you know, real nice ladies follows me on Twitter, said, you know, she was going through cancer, and one of the highlights mm-hmm. of her week was listening to my show, listening to the broadcast, and hoping she made a top ten, you know, that I used to read, which I don't do anymore. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm like, well, shit. I mean, how do I stop now? Right, right. But besides the USC uh, predictions, was that mostly what it was about, what you were doing over there? Was it the, um, was it about the, the hashtag game mostly? Uh, no, it didn't start that way. Uh, it really just started me just kind of blabbing about whatever was going on with my family, which is always pretty interesting, and which which I still talk about from time to time. And then the UFC came later, and uh, yeah, uh, it, you know, it just kind of it just I really went in there with no agenda, and I wanted to evolve organically, which is never a good plan, I guess. Uh, you know, if you but I don't I don't believe in like the whole structured format. It's like. Before our call, you were a little nervous about it. You're like, "What are we gonna do? We're we gonna talk about this. We're we gonna talk about that." And I was just kind of, I just supposed to be cool. You know, it'll uh, <laughs> whatever we talk about, it will evolve into something. And every interview I've ever done, I just treat it like a conversation. I don't, you know, I don't prepare a whole lot of questions. Obviously, there's things I want to know, but I like it to evolve like a conversation. You know, just two people talking, and and you know, whatever it turns into, it turns into. Okay, all right. I just want to clarify. I was never nervous. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we knew what we were doing. And, uh, gosh, man, I, I, I'm a little more structured than some people. I'm sorry. <laughs> nervous may not be the word, but you were, um, you you were certainly stressed with concern about you know the format of the show, which totally understand. You're, you're the guy. It's like, all right, calm down, calm down. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I pretty much was. I was like, I, I, I never yelled at you enough. I just like, no, it, no. It, it'll work out. I told you it'll work out. Don't worry about it. You know. <laughs> well, uh, the um, I'll tell you what. One of the things that was it did. Uh, one of the things that was real interesting about you know you talk about your family, and I think it's great that you are all about your family. I said that on your show. Um, yeah. the the thing was is I you know, you hear about it. But but then I, I saw you on Facebook and I saw the whole the troop together. You you have a troop. Uh, joke, right? Right, right. That you can invest in each member of your family the way you do, and that they're having such great lives and such fulfilling lives is, is really a credit to to you and your wife and your parenting. So so good job there. Uh, kudos Thank to you, Aaron. Um, 
you are uh, one of the big things you like to cover is um, UFC. Yeah. Now uh, you're big on yeah. UFC. You get uh, Tony Seacrest. I, I forget some of the other names you have on there to talk oh, uh, about it. Jonathan Palmer. Jonathan Palmer. Uh, yes. The Stegel ones. And then I had uh, Adam Hunter, who is a comedian who. Uh, a good portion of what he does is makes jokes about UFC fighters. Oh, that's great. That's great. I have to go back and listen to that because I have not heard that particular episode yet. I think I've listened all yeah, around yeah. it, which, why would I listen around a comedian? That's awesome. How, how was he? Oh, yeah. He was great. I mean, he was great. <laughs> I've known him for a while. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a funny dude. I actually got to see his act. His act is not an MMA act. You know, it's just part of what he does on the side. But, you know, it was legit. My, I took my wife to see him in St. Louis, and, you know, we met, and I, and I knew him a little bit before that. And uh, it turned out to be a good interview, you know. No spoilers, just uh, listen to it. You know, it's just, like I said, man, just two dudes talking. It's yeah. so funny because I said, how did it go? Like, I expect like, the host of a show that had a comedian to go, oh, he was terrible. He was the oh, worst. No. <laughs> no, I'm sure he was great. I want to go back and listen to it. I've heard that name before, so I just need to see if it's who I think it is. And I'm sure I'll find that very quickly. Yeah, he was just on the Oxygen Network for a show, Living with Funny, with Michael Blackson and uh, oh, a few other guys. I can't, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was funny. And uh, he's got some other TV stuff coming up. I just don't know off the top of my head. But. Yeah, we got, we got to look out for that. Uh, uh, you talk about UFC now. I don't know how much of a UFC audience I have that listens to my show, but I'm 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 the guy that gets down to the sum of everything. So I'm getting down to the sum of Aaron Weinbaum, and, and part of that is UFC. And, uh, and I introduce things to people, so I'll introduce UFC today. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, man. Well, I'm a you know I'm a fan. I'm not an expert, so I you know I don't train mixed martial arts or anything like that. I just I'm a, just a casual fan, you know. Who, who likes to watch, and uh, I don't know how much of my fans are into the UFC either, so that's why I always save it for the end, except for uh, my most recent. We did like a live cast. Uh, we, we just basically did a fight pass fight companion and then made our picks for it. I don't know when this show is going to come out, but today is the day that UFC 200 actually uh, airs. That's tonight, so we right? Picks yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Now, now I, went in, um, I went in to see Ronda Rousey versus... The Brazilian lady, um, the one that was talking that's all that real. trash. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I went to yep. see that one, especially since she was talking so much trash to to, to Rhonda. And um, also, it was the whole right off the death of Roddy Piper, who gave her, her who you know, granted her the access to the name Rowdy. Um, that's true. So I was really into that, and I'm sitting there, and, and this thing uh, went on forever. Like, I was doing live chats with a bunch of people who were in the MMA on Twitter, and I was going back and forth about... Now, now the fight didn't last very long. Oh, no, the fight itself didn't last very long at all. I mean, she face-planted, and that was done, and then, you know, Ronda took away the victory on that deal. I mean, but, I mean, the build-up to that was really stressful, and she made some cracks about her dad committing suicide. There there was a lot. but, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of lead up, a lot of animosity there. But, yeah, that was, that was good. Did you see that live, or did you just, did you just get the paper? I actually watched it live, and, and um, you know, through a semi legal source. So, you know, I did. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> legal was in there somewhere. So, um, uh, let me let me just clarify it now that I uh, purchased all my content and uh, I did not air any audio from the. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's 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 where it really gets bad. You don't want to you don't want to relay it anywhere. Um, but um, 
<laughs> where was okay? So so I was waiting for that match, and I'll tell you what: as somebody who doesn't watch UFC very much, doesn't spend a lot of time with UFC, um, I got into it. I was about five, six matches in, ten matches in. I'm going, this is pretty damn good. Yep. And then it kind of stalled out. And another three oh. hours, it felt like 15 hours had passed. Well, no, but there was something special about that show, though, right? There was some agreement that they had to put on, like, five more matches than you normally would have put on or something. You know, I don't know. You, that's going way back. It's been a while. I think it's even been a couple of years ago, so I, I don't know. It's, uh, well, it was within the last year. But you're right. It's a... Uh... It's a long, uh, it's a, it's a deal. It's like, a, it's a commitment. You know? it's obviously, you can't, you, you can't, I can't watch every fight, every hour and whatnot, but usually, you know, we'll have some friends over. Oh, it's a party, yeah. Yeah. It was like that with the Tyson fights back in the day. You'd sit through, and, and then you'd find out that the, that the lighter weights had the better fights than the heavyweights anyway. Yeah. You know, the people you never heard of were scrapping. Uh, really yeah, working it, for their money. I mean, it's easier when you know them personally, not personally, but I mean, you have a personal interest in them because you know you know their story, you know where they came from or whatnot. But like real fans, you're right. The lightweights—they don't get a lot of credit, but they are the ones who come to scrap for sure. You know the heavyweights. I mean, shit, one punch. I mean, you got to watch. You know, it could be over in a second. Now, now in the in the undercard, do you see people come up the fight that you're going, who the hell is that? Like other people you don't yeah. even recognize that come in the fight. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, I remember the first time I saw John Jones, he fought Stefan Bonner at the time, and Stefan Bonner was no joke, and, and uh, you know, it wasn't the prettiest fight in the world, but John was handling him, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? You know, either either Stefan Bonner had gotten really, really bad, or this kid is really, really good, and, you know, we all know where John Jones is now. Well, John Jones is on the sidelines, popped for a uh, banned substance, apparently, but, uh, right. but, I mean, he's considered probably the best, you know, the best mixed martial artist today you can stay out of trouble. Right. So, so somebody wants to get into it. In that, here's the thing. It depends on how you get into it. I can tell you I didn't have a lot of access uh, to UFC back in the early days, but the first fight I ever saw uh, was like the, the beginnings of UFC when Hoist Gracie uh, yeah. took the title. Um, and that, that, guy, that guy was a spider. That guy, that guy could get around uh, the human body and make somebody, make somebody tap easy. Um, well, that's... That's how I got interested. You know, we were, uh, well, we're the same age, but, you know, I just remember running to the video store when these would come out, and, you know, we never got the pay-per-views or anything like that. I lived in a smaller town, and that pay-per-views weren't available yet. There was obviously, there was no internet, really, back then, and so we'd go to the video stores when they come out and rent them. That's how, I think I have a VHS, the one with Hoist Gracie. I have a VHS of that, and it was really weird because, if I go right now and I go to, like, uh, who, who's got it now? Spike's got USC. Somebody, who's got USC nowadays uh, on a regular oh, weekly? Fox. Fox has got it now. Okay. So if I go watch Fox and I watch uh, USC, it's almost like that tape, though. So there was, like, a bunch of undercard fights where that went on forever where people were just positioning, like, a chess game. And, yeah. you, know, you know, almost like mat wrestling, like collegiate wrestling. And uh, then there was two fights. There was the, the the Hoist Gracie fight. And by the way, if you ever hear anyone talk about who trained them, and everybody goes, "Oh, usually the name Gracie comes before it." Um, the whole yeah. Gracie family, you know. There's a million of them for sure. Uh, but when you go into uh, I'm watching, there's one guy that like elbowed a guy so bad and bruised his ribs and busted his nose, and you're like, "Oh wow, okay," because that's the car wreck he came <laughs> for. Um, but. Uh, what do you recommend for someone just getting in the UFC, just checking out? 
uh, how to approach it, how to approach it in a way that they don't um, talk themselves at it right away and go, this is terrible. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, that's not a question for me. I mean, you're either... Sorry about that. You're either going to like it, I think, or you're not, but there's lots of free content out there, you know? So, to I mean, to, to study up. Videos. I mean, you know, you're either going to like it or you're going to think it's barbaric and a waste of your time. Well, even I... I can't... Go ahead. Even I'm sorry. Even I, as a wrestling fan, and I enjoyed that extreme stuff at the tables and the bar wire because I'm sick and twisted. But um, watch that. I, I do. <laughs> it's an addiction. Uh, but uh, the uh, <laughs> the thing I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, but the thing with UFC is even I thought it was kind of barbaric, and I was kind of staying away from it. But I, I've actually come to appreciate. It's probably because I listened to your podcast. Uh, I've come to the point to where I've grown to appreciate the skill, uh, and, and Brock Lesnar himself, who who makes us come back tonight, right? <laughs> That's crazy, but yeah, he does uh, against Mark Hunt, which uh, I don't know, man. You want to root for Brock because just a big and losing dude, but you got to realize the guy hasn't fought in five years. Now, he's trained some, and he's obviously he's had to stay in good shape because he's a professional wrestler and this and that. But you know. Physique shape and fight shape are two different things, so who knows? Well, you, know, you got Mark Hunt, who looks like just a fat dude off the street. He can flat out go five rounds and kill a guy with okay. one punch. So, so, so what's his record, Mark Hunt? I don't know. I don't know his record off the top of my hand. It's a winning record, but it's barely a winning record. But a lot of the, most of those wins have come recently in the last few years. He did a lot of pride fighting and, uh, well, I'm sorry, in the Pride organization. It was a weird deal where the UFC tried to buy his contract out so where he would never fight again once they bought Pride. And oh. was like, no, nah, I'm going to fight. And he lost his first fight, and then he came back, and, you know, and, and he started to knock the dudes out so much so that he actually had a title fight. There might have been an interim title fight, um, I want to say, you know, it might have been about a year ago, in which he came up short, so... Really, kind of a neat story there. Well, that's something. That speaks to something I was going to talk about. Was so, so this is a guy that came in, honed his skills, and learned how to do it because it's not just coming in and punching people, which is what Brock Lesnar learned. I think with Frank Mir, was it? Was it Mir? Well, really, all Brock knew how to do. He's an NCAA, you know, wrestler. All Brock really knew how to do was take dudes down and pummel. And then what? And he kind of got away right. from that, and then. uh you know, he started trying to stand with guys, and I—I I mean, Brock Lesnar had—I uh, don't know if you knew—he had diverticulitis, which is why yep. he retired about four, four, four or five years ago. I'm not really sure how long it's been, and uh, it's a serious deal. You know, they took out part of his intestine and put him back together, and uh, you know, he wasn't the same after that. He—he he took a fight after that, got kicked in the stomach by Alistair Overeem, and that was it. And he retired. He says, "I'm done," and then he says, "You know, I'm—I'm I'm feeling okay. Let's fight," and—and—and uh, and, and that's why he's back. Right, I, I, I think he felt like he had unfinished business to some extent. Um, yeah. But he learned because if you was it Frank Mir the first guy he fought, or was it somebody else? Uh, in the UFC, yeah, it was Frank Mir, and Frank Mir uh, made him, him tap. Leg lock. Yeah, and he tapped, and then second fight went different. <laughs> second fight went different because <laughs> Brock Lesnar learned his lesson. It's not, it's not just barbaric beating of somebody. There's actually some some thought process that goes in, some strategy, and. Uh, yeah. So it's more than just barbaric elbowing and punching and hitting people into the mat. Uh, yeah, and then 
that, that second time he fought Frank Mir, that was UFC 100. We have UFC 200 coming up this weekend. So that's 100 pay-per-views ago. So you got to realize the sport has evolved, the athletes have evolved since then. So I don't know what Brock is going to be up against. I, you know, Do you it's think? It's hard for me to say. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. Uh, it's hard for me to think that after five years laid off, you know, a guy that's trained and fought, he's, he's going to come up. It's not a, you know, he's not fighting a ham and egger here. I mean, he's fighting a, a real deal, you know, a real deal fighter. It's not just one they put up there for him to, uh, to beat and look good and sell pay-per-views. So it's, it's hard for me to think that after such a layoff, he's going to pull it off. So you, you wouldn't predict Lesnar to win? I would not, but don't bet on my picks because I am known to make bad ones. <laughs> That's the whole thing is to see if you're right. Uh, uh, the question I have for that is, I don't know how well you you don't know you, you don't know the boss man over there in USC, um, Dana White. Dana White. So so Not you personally. you don't have any real inside knowledge. But how do you feel about the notion that some fights are are work to help the organization shine? Oh yeah, I mean it's listen, it's entertainment first, you know. You're not going to sell uh, pay-per-views unless you have people that are interested. Surely, I mean, sure, there are fights that are put together for the fans. So, okay. I mean, I, you know, you can't fault them for that. They're trying to make money, and, and you know, the more money they make, the more money their fighters make. So, it works out. Do, do you think Dana White, in his wildest imagination, thought that Ronda Rousey would lose to Holly Holm the way she did? Ooh. Bad, you're asking me to speak for Dana White. Uh... I don't know. I can't answer that, man. Could you? Uh, did you, in your wildest imagination, <laughs> imagine that? You know, I knew she'd be tougher to handle, but no, I didn't think she would lose like that and try to stay on her feet and all that. But Cause you know, I, uh, Dana White did say that Holly taking that match, the one that Holly lost against Misha Tate, was a bad matchup and a bad business decision. And, and you know, in Holly's defense, she just wanted to fight and. Uh, and move on, and she ended up losing. So that was her choice. She should have probably waited. It was. I mean, you know, Dana's like, this is a bad matchup for, you know, win or lose. Uh, you know, wait for Ronda, wait for the rematch. But no, and now she's not the champ, and now you got Misha's the champ. So. See, that's going to come back around again. If Do you think Ronda's coming back? Because there's been questions about that. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple. Like, she gets... You know, there's two good matches for her. She, she can either go in and beat Misha for a third time and win the belt, which I think she probably does. I think she has Misha's number. Or she comes back and tries to avenge Holly, which I think Holly might have her number. You know, it's just a bad matchup, man, because, you know, it's one thing to go in there and trip her and get her in an arm bar, but you got to be able to get her down. And that Holly, you know, she used to be a professional boxer, and she keeps her range pretty good. And this was one of those deals where Misha got to her, got her down, and choked her out the very last moments of the fight. Wow. See, I felt, I felt like I felt like uh, Ronda Rousey psyched herself out for that fight. Like she she convinced herself out of it. She talked herself out of feeling she could beat her in her own mind. You know, she had some personal stuff going on, and I don't remember what all it was. You know, her mom told what a piece of crap her coach was. Yep. She got in the boyfriend Travis Brown, who was also a professional fighter on tonight's card, going up against Cain Velasquez. You know who had uh, allegations from his ex-wife that he was beating her and all this other stuff. So, I mean, there was a lot of personal stuff going on, a lot of mental things she had. So, you know, I don't know what kind of training camp she had. I don't know what her state was going in spite. Only she does. 
All right, so there's part one of Aaron Weinbaum. Uh, just, just for the record, that, sh- that show has already happened. USC 200 is over. Uh, Aaron was incorrect. I actually, about five minutes before the bout started, uh, tweeted out and predicted Brock Lesnar and uh, Miss Nunez would win their respective fights, and I was right. Brock Lesnar won. Uh, so, nanny nanny boo boo. Hate to kick a man when he's down. But um, so it was a lot of fun. That, that f- those fights were fun. It was a good show. And uh, next week, uh, Aaron and I will talk about what kind of fantasy booking, how we think it should go with Ronda comes back, and how we should get her in best position uh, to make UFC shine and make Ronda Rousey uh, uh, have a big comeback that, that, that works and, and cements her legacy. If we were in charge, how we would we'd make that happen. Um, of course, it's not all set up and it's not all it's not like professional wrestling where there's some scripting involved uh so much it's it's uh you know you can set it up all you want it's going to fall however it falls uh also a lot of things have changed since this conversation i believe uh i believe dana white sold usc and now he's uh part of the committee now or something but uh um listen to aaron weinbaum's podcast by the way i was on aaron's podcast look about four podcasts back it's actually named after me chris and it's um this covers uh you know we have a conversation about audio on podcasting and starting out in podcasting and it kind of went every which way it was a fun conversation just like this was if you're enjoying this conversation you will enjoy the Aaron says what podcast on Aaron says what com you can also find them on Twitter at Aaron says what number one and uh, for now until next week when we revisit part two of my conversation with Aaron Weinbaum complete with ten questions. That about sums it up. Do something good today. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.